Today's scripture comes from Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 17 through 19. And it reads, So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those here. For through him both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God. The word of God for the people of God. Today's uh, title is Stranger Danger. It may seem a little weird to associate stranger danger with any sort of scripture, but for whatever reason, it was impressed on my mind and my heart that this was something that we needed to address. Now, I don't know about many of you, but when I was younger, my mom gave me a talk about strangers. Anybody else get a talk about strangers? Y'all just going to leave me by myself? Anybody else have a talk about strangers? And, and in that talk, she, she gave me some very key things. She told me, don't talk to strangers. She told me, don't go with strangers. And she told me, don't trust what a stranger says. Now, she didn't have this whimsical statement called stranger danger, but I guess over the course of time, it's something we all kind of adopted because when I found myself giving this talk to my kids, stranger danger was a part of the conversation. It, it is a, a call or even an awareness that if, if people, if, if someone that you don't know comes up to you and wants something from you, you just can't trust them, right? Now, the funny thing is, uh, this is how some people that claim to love and to know God treat God. They, they, they embrace this, this culture of stranger danger where since they don't know him, they don't talk to him. Since they don't know him, they won't follow him no matter where he may be trying to lead them and because they don't fully know him, they take no confidence in his words. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, open our minds and our hearts today, God. Show us what you have for us in this very moment. Lord, let us each examine our relationship that we may connect with you in a different way, Lord. That we might chase after you with more energy and vigor, Lord, that we would intentionally seek to be who you've called us to be. In this moment, in Jesus' name, amen. It is no secret that God desires a relationship with each of us, not just a Sunday visit like some of us may have where we come to church, we praise God, we read the scriptures, we go home and abandon him for the rest of the week. God endeavors not a, a, a momentary connection, but a lifetime connection. This portion of scripture in Ephesians, I think, illustrates a lot of those things for us. In Ephesians, what we find is a, a letter of Paul written to the church at Ephesus. 
It is in this church that there were not only Jews, but also Gentiles. Some would argue that in this particular church, there was a fairly large population of Gentiles, even more so than even the population of Jews. Now, historically, we know that Gentiles and Jews did not always worship together. There are all these stories about the clean versus the unclean and the circumcised versus the uncircumcised, but this book reminds us that God desires that all men be saved, that all women be saved. It reminds us that Jesus died for all that would believe. It reminds us that the veil limiting access to God in the temple has been torn. And two, it reminds us that the dividing wall even mentioned in verse 14, that was actually a wall in the temple segregating the access of the Gentiles from the Jewish areas is no longer needed. It is removed. It reminds us of the reconciling power of the cross once and for all, for all. In verse 17, we find that Jesus came and preached peace to all who were afar and those who were near. Preached in this passage of scripture refers to him bringing or announcing good news. What is that good news? That good news is that sinners can be reconciled to God by the salvation that is through Christ Jesus. In verse 18, we are reminded that both Jew and Gentile both have access in one spirit to the Father. That access grants us protection. That access grants us provision. That access grants us promise. That access reminds us that he will withhold no good thing from us. Then we go to verse 19, where it states, so then you are no longer strangers, say strangers. You are no longer strangers, say strangers, and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Strangers, not just to God, but to God's people, we are no longer strangers. Therefore, there is no more stranger danger. This concept of no longer being estranged or a stranger is freeing. It's freeing in many ways. Not, not strangers to one another. We are connected in the, communi in the communion and community of faith. That, that, that connection causes us to be empowered to live a life of purpose through relationships and purpose. We, we often sing the song, um, um, I need you to survive. It says, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all part of God's body. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. But the question is, do you really believe that? Do you believe that God has placed us in a, a position to once again support one another as we traverse this journey called life? Do we believe that we don't traverse this journey of life alone? Do you believe that not only do we have a godly example in Christ that came wrapped in 
in flesh and lived amongst us and walked through situations similar to that we walked through. But we also have one another that walk alongside of us, one another who can empower and support us, one another who has purpose wrapped in our purpose, connected to our purpose. We should not be strangers in the body of Christ because we are to be one body. The key to it all is we must be connected. It is this connection that cements in our minds that God is for us. If he were a stranger, we would not be sure. But because he is father, he is Lord and he is savior. We know that 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 we know God is for us. This relationship with God places us in a perpetual state of expectancy. Because we know him, we expect God to walk with us. Because we know God, we expect God to prosper us. We expect God to protect us. We expect God to guide us. We expect God to make all things work for the good. Because God is no longer a stranger to us, we trust his word. We trust it not only when it's easy, but also when it's tough. I understand that when everything is going just right, it's easy to, to trust the word of God. But what about when the storm comes? What about when all, all hell seems to be breaking loose? What about when the enemy is coming against you like a mighty flood? What about in those times? Because it is in those times where our connection, our, our reliability, our, 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 our relationship with God is truly tested. It is in those times if we really know him, if he is no longer a stranger, we can look for the rainbow even while the rain is still falling. It is in those times where, where, where we feel ourselves anchored in him, even though the ship may be being tossed to and fro. It is in those times where our relationship with God causes us to expect the thing that we cannot see, that the world says we cannot have, simply because God said we could have it. And you might ask me, after all of that, <laughs> why are we hearing this message today. We, we spent the last few weeks talking about what God is, right? We've talked about who God is. We, we have examined him, uh, examined God in multiple ways and facets using different terminology. And I thought it fitting on the last Sunday of this particular series that we would talk about what God is not or should not be in our lives. God should not be a stranger. God should not be a stranger. God in our lives should not be a stranger. So I ask you this. Going back to the talk that we've all had with our parents. Going back to the original portion of today's message. We have been told that we do not. We are not supposed to talk to strangers. So I ask you, outside of this service, do you talk to God? We have been told that we should not go with strangers. My question is, are you willing to follow where God leads? 
we have been told that we don't trust what a stranger says. My question to you is, do you take God at his word? We have found that God has done everything that I believe he could to show us that he wants relationship. He has done everything that, that he possibly could to show us that he desires to be Father, Lord, and Savior. He has withheld no good thing from us to include his son, who he sent to live amongst us and die on an old rugged cross. So it is not a question of if God has chosen us. It is a question of whether we individually and corporately, daily, choose him. In short, in your household and in your life, is God stranger or is he Lord? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.